full of cinematic garbage. One man will be your filter. Welcome to Movies Worth Seeing. With your host, Michael Pishinary. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. Uh, for today's episode, I'll be honest, I can't really... I still have COVID, so I'm still isolating. So, I'm kind of stuck uh, in an awkward spot of I'm bored out of my fucking mind, but I also can't review any new movies because no new movies are out like on any streaming platforms. And it sucks because this happens every time when there's all these great new films out. Like, I'm... As uh, soon as my isolation finishes, I've got anything, anywhere, all at once that I want to review. I want to review Bad Guys. I want to review Sonic 2. There's lots of films I want to catch, and unfortunately, I can't. So, because I still have COVID, and you could probably hear it in my voice, I decided last night that I'd review another film. Uh, and what better film to pick while I'm on this Nick Cage rampage at the moment than uh, Pig, a film that was released in 2021. Uh, a friend of mine who is a huge Nicolas Cage fan was like, dude, watch the film. It's really good. Uh, honestly, it's one of those films that when you recommend it to someone, I don't really know what you say to them. Like... <laughs> I was texting um, my partner about it and she was like, oh, okay, it sounds like very intriguing. It's a film called Pig. It's about a guy that loses his pig and it's got Nicolas Cage. All right, I'm sold. You know, I mean, like it doesn't take a lot to really sell someone on a Nicolas Cage movie. You just pretty much say it's Nicolas Cage, but he loses a pig or it's Nicolas Cage, but he drives angry or whatever. It's Nicolas Cage, but he could see five seconds into the future. And that that usually does it for a lot of people. But I was watching this film and after I watched it, I didn't know how I would review it because I can't spoil a lot of it. But essentially this film, as I said, it's about this guy that loses his pig. He lives in the forest He's very reclusive. He's shut off completely from the world. And he's decided he's just going to hunt for truffles in this, like, cabin in the woods. And he has a pig that keeps him company. And about 10 minutes into the film, the pig is kidnapped. And we, we have our inciting incident for this film. And this leads on to... This leads to... Robin, played by Nicolas Cage, going on this journey of, I mean, you think it's a journey about redemption and revenge, but it's completely not. In fact, one of the funny things watching this film is it follows a lot of the same story beats as John Wick with Keanu Reeves, this revenge tale where they have an animal that they use to try and cope with their grief after they've lost their wife or partner. 
They try to move on with this animal, using it as a companion. The animal is killed or kidnapped, and it's a revenge tale to find out who has who has done wrong by the main character. And when you watch this film, this is this film is like John Wick if at every point in turn where John Wick had the opportunity to kill someone or fuck someone up, he just takes the high road and doesn't. This is like a realistic John Wick film. Like what would happen in real life if fucking what happened to John Wick happened in the real world? Now, I don't know how people would think about that because when you read the synopsis of this movie and going into this film, that's what I kept thinking was, oh, this seems to be a Nicolas Cage, John Wick movie. And I was intrigued by that because I've seen Nick Cage do action, plenty of action films, so this will be awesome. And it's not that. It's actually something a lot more profound and it has a lot more subtlety and symbolism in it. Obviously, this pig represents grief, but uh, this character, Robin, was a once great, once very, very well-known, successful chef. And he kind of leaves the success behind, leaves all the glitz and glamour of the fancy restaurants, of the the big money, uh, lots of customers, all the fame and success. He leaves all of that behind to seclude himself in this forest where he just lives this simple life with this pig. And this film is one of those movies that when I watched it, I was kind of, I was satisfied by the ending, but I was also like, huh, this seems to be one of those films that I need to watch again to really understand the themes and what it's trying to achieve. And I watched some videos talking about the film, not going to lie, I'm not that bloody intelligent that I can break down a movie after watching it once, even though that's meant to be my, my side hustle here as I do this show. But one of the great things that I, I thought about with this movie is it does really nail the, the avoidance of grief, you know? The, these characters in this film, and there's two other characters besides Robin, played by Nick Cage, it's clear as day to the audience how they are mishandling their grief. And it's a really profound film about the mishandling of grief and, and how people try to avoid fully confronting the grief. And this film almost gets that across so well to the audience by being like, all right, we're not going to distract you as an audience member watching this by just throwing all these mindless action sequences. We're going to get to the nitty gritty of this character that has to confront this grief that they haven't dealt with. And in the film, uh, we realize early on that Nick Cage's character, Robin, has this, uh, this audio tape of his wife that has passed away but he refuses to listen to it. He tr- he tries, but he just isn't there. He's not mentally ready to. So, he doesn't. And it represents clearly to us that his arc is that he needs to learn to overcome that. He needs to, to 
mentally kind of come to terms with his grief. And he does so through this, what initially seems to be like a simple revenge tale. So, for that, I really like it. It's just one of those films I feel it's going to be really hard for me to sell other people on it. Because what am I going to say? It's like, it's a John Wick movie, but it's not. That's intriguing. But then they're going to be like, okay, is it an action movie? No, it's not an action movie. And I think making that very clear to people should hopefully help them. Uh, This is a depressing film for obvious reasons. I mean, it's kind of hard to make an uplifting, upbeat kind of film when you're covering something like grief, something so complex with grief. One of the things I did really enjoy about this film is uh, there's there's a key moment when a character realizes the sudden, they have the sudden discovery that someone that they know is now gone. And that moment is so explosive and simple, but yet so accurate to how we as humans would deal with that shocking revelation. Actually, when I was watching this film, I was reminded of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Stay with me on this. For those that, uh, hopefully, anyone listening to this is a Buffy fan, because this otherwise this reference will go right over your head. But in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there was a key episode, one of the best episodes of the series where Buffy comes home and finds that her mother is dead. And it wasn't from demons or angels or fucking anything mystical. It was something really grounded in realism. She just finds her mama's died from some kind of, I think it was like an aneurysm, a brain aneurysm. And the episode is so grounded in realism. It's got these long, uncomfortable shots it's got the blurriness. It's it's really immersing us into Buffy's world of how she doesn't know how to cope with the death of her mum. They've purposely got shots that are out of focus or or lingering or shots where you can't even see characters' faces to show exactly the mental psyche from Buffy's perspective. And I feel like some techniques were borrowed from that episode and used here effectively. It's not like when you watch the Batman or some other Hollywood movie where you go, oh, uh, that move, that shot is out of focus to get across the the symbolism of, of, of capitalism destroying the world or some dumb fucking flaky shit like that. Like this actually uses techniques, film techniques and cinematography effectively to get those themes across. So, I really appreciated that. And it makes me want to go back and watch the film again to pick up on more things. Anyway, so the film's really good. It's one of those movies that you need to be in the mood for because it is quite a depressing film, but it is more of, you know, what Nick Cage has been delivering But yet it's different because it's the most serious and depressing film of these more recent films. Like I've heard about Mandy. I haven't watched it yet. I will want, uh, I do want to watch it and review it at some point. 
But Mandy seems to be a revenge tale, but more presented in a more typical way, you know, with the chainsaw and fighting off, you know, the bad guys. But this deals with it in a completely different way. In fact, there's one scene in this film that really is going to stick with me. And it's something as simple as a conversation. Nick Cage, obviously, he's going on the hunt, trying to work out, you know, who stole his pig. He gets led to this uh, fancy restaurant where he he confronts this chef that actually used to work for him. Uh, like a long time ago. And this chef is like, oh my God, it's Robin. Like, wow, his reputation still precedes him. And Robin is got long gray hair. He's still got all the blood on his face from being beaten up when the pig was stolen from him. He looks like an absolute mess. He looks like he smells like Cheetos and fucking off milk, you know? To really get it across. He looks dirty and he's in this fancy restaurant. And when he calls for the chef, this chef sits down with him. And he just says to him, Robin says to this chef, you know, you think you're successful. You think you're famous. You think you've made it. But none of this means anything. This this is all shit. It's nothing. These customers don't care about you. And he actually says to him, you know, you wanted to do something else with your life. You didn't want to be the chef of some pretentious restaurant. You wanted to be this, you wanted to own a pub and that was your life, but you were happy with that. But the way Nicolas Cage confronts him is so, it's so deep and meaningful. And, and I, I just really, it resonated with me because here you've got Nicolas Cage playing this character that's left this glitzy, glamorous, kind of successful world behind. And he's saying to this chef, you think you're successful, but really, if anything, I'm more successful than you because I know who I am. You don't know who you are. And you've just compromised your values to to do what you think is successful. And that's such a universal message that can be applied to anyone. It's it's dealing with a message that can apply to people in all walks of life. For me as an aspiring actor, like that that the comparison can actually be made that this film borrows a lot from Nicolas Cage's actual real life film career in that while this guy used to be the epitome of the Hollywood blockbuster actor, successful, rich, money cars, fucking lots of money, mansions, all that shit. He reached a point where he got bankrupt, where he owed a lot of money. So, he had to do films for the sake of the paycheck. But now, you know, Nicolas Cage has actually said in real life interviews, he doesn't want to go back to doing like those Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer, Hollywood action movies anymore. He doesn't see the the substance in it. And he feels that Hollywood is just churning out the same shit over and over again to the point where he prefers doing these independent films that are low budget, but they're more riskier. And it shows with a film like Pig, like a film like Pig would not be a big Hollywood movie. I mean, I'd argue it would 
its success probably would have more to do with the fact that Nicolas Cage is attached to it and the rave reviews that I, it has a lot of great reviews actually. I just find it interesting that this film can draw so many parallels to, to Nick Cage as an actor, especially coming off the heels of reviewing the unbearable weight of massive talent, which legit follows Nick Cage as himself as this Hollywood actor that has lost touch with reality because of his alter ego and he's he's blinded by success. If anything, his character in that film is pretty much like, what if this character, Robin, had failed and not seen the, the errors of success? What if that character was still blinded, you know? What if Nick Cage was still doing those big Hollywood budget movies? And I guess that's what Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent dealt with, which is a phenomenal movie. Both these films are great for completely different reasons. So, I would, I'd say that Pig is a film that just needs to be watched. There's so much subtlety and nuance and symbolism in this movie. And I'd... Yeah, I would argue that at first when you watch it, you may think nothing of it. You may think it's just a boring, slow, kind of brooding film. But everything has a purpose in that movie, you know? It's not like when I watched The Batman and it was a slow, boring, pretentious movie because it wanted to try and pretend that it wasn't just a Hollywood fucking Batman movie. This film has a deep-rooted purpose in why it does what it does. And it's also very enjoyable in these... There's lots of glimpses that I really enjoyed about this film. The final confrontation at the end has a euphoric resolution. Uh, the, The side character, the sidekick to Robin is the epitome, the antithesis of Robin. It's this young, hotshot, kind of arrogant... Uh, kid who's trying to be this entrepreneur. He's got this yellow, ugly-ass Camaro. And he he's representing this false kind of feeling of success. So, the, there's a lot to it. And the performances are phenomenal. Nick Cage is great in this movie. I, I feel like a, a role like this requires a lot of subtlety in that you're playing this dude who's been away from the world for like 10 to 15 years, reclusive, and then you're coming back into the city and dealing with people all the time and and his mindset is just different. He just doesn't care about certain things, about how he looks, about how he talks to people. It's It's really riveting to watch. It also poses a lot of things to me. Like, am I someone who's gotten lost with false ideas of success, you know? I feel like a lot of audiences will reflect on their own life and be challenging themselves about what it means to be successful. I mean, do especially nowadays with the world, with social media, and there's no time, there's no, there's never been a more prevalent time 
for false success to be everywhere for us, you know, for there's never been a better time for people to be so easily blinded by what they think success is than nowadays when social media is constantly in your fucking face about what it means to be successful based on likes and views and subscribers and all that shit that I feel for a lot of people, they may want to take a step back and have a look at their lives and be like, am I doing this for me? Or am I doing this because I've seen other people do it and they look happy, they look successful, but yet I'm not successful? Am I not successful because I don't have the numbers or am I not successful because I'm doing this shit for the wrong reasons? And I just feel like this film, while at first, after when it finished initially last night, I thought it was nothing. I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was a boring, slow burn. But now, as I'm talking about it, my mind is racing about all these different thoughts. So, yeah. I'm giving Pig a four out of five stars. I highly recommend this film. Uh, I recommend that you watch it when you're in the mood for a slow burn kind of film and to be patient with it. It's, It's confrontational. For because it deals with themes that we don't like to deal with, which is why films like, you know, the revenge movies constantly are, they're constantly got their, their car crashes and their shootouts because no one wants to deal with that stuff. No one wants to deal with the realism of grief. So, we hide behind those things, but Pig says... This is what it's like to fully confront those demons. And for that, I commend it. So, I'm giving Pig a four out of five. Highly recommend it as I am continuing with the Nick Cage rampage. Uh, Keep your ears tuned for some more uh, Nick Cage films. I am considering actually doing a little bit of a retrospective episode where I will count down some... Some of the best Nick Cage movies. We'll look at some of the best quotes from those movies. What makes those films so awesome. And it's going to be fun. For any Nick Cage fans, I will, I'd highly recommend you check it out. Especially maybe if you haven't watched all of Nick Cage's movies. And you want to, you know, work out what are those movies that I should really scope out. So, yeah, guys, that's me. Uh, if you enjoyed this show then share us, uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast directories that you are listening to us to. And yeah, I'm also going to be making a review video for YouTube and you can find that video and all my other videos at Michael Pishinari on YouTube. And yeah, that's it guys. Take care. Have a lovely day. Thank you for listening to Movies Worth Seeing. Make sure to like and share the show and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Michael Pish Podcasting and watch movie reviews, audience reaction videos, and other fun content on our YouTube channel at Michael Pishinary.